0: All right, everybody, welcome to the groundsman's studies, man, that top order just demolished me. <laughs> So normally what that structure looks like is like this, and honestly, that's part of why the groundsman are here as well, so that you don't have to wait for week in order to see who's who and what's what. Alright everybody, welcome back to The Groundsman, welcome back to everything that has to do with school cricket, what's happening, what the boys are doing, how they're doing it and, and, and sort of what's going on in the school cricketing landscape. Uh, lots have been happening man, but as usual I've got my co-host TT. how you doing brother? I'm doing good man,
1: another week, um, it's been some interesting stuff happening in the cricket world, so yeah man. Ready to get into it.
0: Yeah, man. Interesting, interesting stuff. I think elephant in the room has to be. I mean, we spoke about um, the whole Quentin Dukok issue last week. Um, uh, Just to give you guys a roundup, South Africa's second on the log behind England. um, Sort of poised to to head to the knockout stages. Uh, Probably the only competitor to most likely be able to knock us out. Um, mathematically if we win all our matches is Australia and like we said they're always formidable man can never count the Aussies out
1: yeah no definitely that's uh, especially in the World Cup you know that they are traditionally bound to make it to at least the semi-final so you don't want the team
0: that's standing in their way yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man. Um, elephant in the room was then that um, Quinton then came out to and made a statement. What was your take on, um, on his on his? I don't want to call it. Well, it was an apology, right? Um, and also a statement to clarify his position. And I think you 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 may be a little pumped up here because if anybody, if, if you listened to our last episode, you, you did quite speak quite critically on leadership and honestly, yeah. Anyway, we can get into that. What was, what was your view on, on, on how he, he, his apology and, and how he went about it?
1: Um, I think maybe give, um, for those that don't know what he said, a bit of context,
0: um, yeah. Okay. So, so essentially um, Quinton against, against the West Indies um, Cricket South Africa released a notification to say, well, it's essentially an instruction to say South Africa cricket, uh, the pro tiers will stand uh, united in kneeling against racism. Right. Um, I think partly contributed to that was the fact that um the, the, before they were given a choice to say, you can kneel, um, stand you know, at attention, hands behind your back, whatever it is you want um, in, in sort of the, the stand against racism. Um, and it just seems like we're uncoordinated. A lot, of, a lot of other national teams decided to kneel. Some decided to stand in attention. Um, but whatever they did, they sort of did together. Um, and South Africa didn't quite look, they looked divided considering um, sort of our history and, and all of that. So I think South Africa just said, okay, we've left it to you guys to do whatever it is you want. And it seems like you guys can't find each other in, in doing one thing, right? Um, they released a, an instruction, literally it's, it, from, from the reports, it seems like it was literally um, in the change room while the guys are getting ready to come do warm-ups and things like that and the instruction was uh the proteas will will kneel um against racism they'll all do that together um everybody sort of said oh okay cool we can do that quentin was like nope i'm not doing that and i'm not playing if that's what i have to do then i'm not playing um yeah then essentially there was an uproar it it got a bit messy man it ended up in the weeds Um, people talking about um, Quentin's a hero we also don't uh, agree with this whole Black Lives Matter thing Um, all lives should matter it then went to um, the Christian community talking about how um, Quentin come home it's okay we stand with you we kneel for nobody but God, you know, like it, everybody just made up their own thing. Um, and essentially, Quentin then came out and said, yo, 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 <laughs> yo, guys, 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 please don't put me in your things. Essentially, it was like, listen, I agree with Black Lives Matter, right? So that sent all those guys out the window. They were like, we don't agree with this. He said, I agree with Black Lives Matter. I didn't mean to make this thing about myself um it's just that at the time when it the way it was released they never spoke to us they didn't come to us and say hey guys this is what we got to do this is an instruction from cricket south africa um guys this is what we see needs to happen with the national side we need to be unified and that conversation never happened it was just an instruction sent down to them and he says in that time he felt like his rights were taken away right he he says he he never he Funny enough, and this is something it seems like a lot of people didn't know his stepmother's black, um, and his stepsisters okay yeah. so um, he he's like listen I've been sensitive to race uh, since I was a kid, so it's not that I don't agree with 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 black lives matter it's not that I don't support it it's for me at that time is that I had to make a stand because It just felt like we were being railroaded and no one felt the need to have the conversation subsequent to that cricket South Africa actually did come out and say, listen, to be fair, we didn't talk to the guys. We didn't have a conversation with them. We didn't um, take their opinions into account. We just sent down the instruction. Um, Following that Quinton had a conversation with cricket South Africa. The whole team had the conversation. Uh, Mind you, uh shout out to timber timber back Quinton the whole way it seems like the conversation in the change room the guys were like all right cool I think we get what you what you're on about um once the conversations were had with South Africa uh Quinton then was included in the next game he played he took a knee um and and it's more or less sort of been quiet ever since um so I don't know. That's 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 a general summary around the whole Quintin Cock Noni um, uh, saga, and I'll get your take, T.
1: Yeah, man. Um, look, it's it's like um, somebody came to your job and told you yo, you got to do this five minutes before your presentation. Mm-hmm. All right, your boss comes up to you five minutes before your presentation and says, hey, uh, when you get there, I'd like you to take a knee. Yeah. When you get to the Without presentation, there's going to be a whole bunch of important people I'd like you to take in um, for Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Or for whatever reason. So, yeah, man, it's, you, you know, society is so fickle in the sense that you can see all, all he needed to say was no, mo- nobody had context and everybody started applying their own beliefs mm. towards him. And it was funny because it was almost as if because of the color of his skin, certain people felt aligned, even though he had never seen about their cause. Yeah. They felt, oh, it 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 must be because he is Christian and he bows for no man. Yeah. Oh, it must be because of the the farm murders. Oh, it must be because he he loves the rhinos more. Oh, it must be because he's racist. Oh, it yeah. must be And these are all just people projecting how they feel about society Mm -hmm. onto Quentin. And what I was saying last week is that um, I don't need to know what was going on, but I think, you know, race, a racist person is, it's, it's, can't hide it. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is, part of your personality makeup. There's certain things that you do that let everybody else around you know that this person doesn't like a particular group of people, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and you see it within the team is that even when they, no one quite understood why he was saying no, those who know him personally knew that it can't be because of racism. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And and like you say, when you explain his background, that gives context, and now people can go, "Oh, I see why you gave him the benefit of the doubt in the yeah. first place." It's yeah. like, no, he didn't say anything. Why are we? Why did we automatically attribute all our things towards him? Mm-hmm. Where he comes out and goes, "Oh, okay, they had a," and his whole thing was built on, "Um, you don't get to tell me what to do." Yeah, which, as a South African, is something that, as much as everyone wanted to have backlash against him, everybody understood that sense of rebellion. Yeah, as especially as South African, that no, you don't get to just tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, no matter how morally right it is, as South Africans, we all understood the fact that he wanted to it explained to him because we have a very, very sorted past of people just handing directives to other people. So that's why you're not seeing backlash. It was when people finally hear the reason, it's a reason that you cannot argue with because all that guy said was, listen, man, nobody explained anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he was saying is like, They expected him to, on the assumption of why society says we're kneeling. And now when you look at society, you start to understand why it was important to explain it to the team. Why the team is kneeling. Because if you expect them to look at society, there are people in society that say kneeling is bad. There are people in society that say kneeling is good. It's racist. It's not racist. It's this, it's that. And so you cannot expect the team to take what society is saying out there and apply it to the reason why they are doing it. Yeah, There has to be a consensus as a team to say this is why we as a team are doing it so that when we go out there, me as a man can stand on my actions. Yeah whole thing is how what am i going to say to people and say why are they kneeling as a man I, I i need to maintain my integrity and say this is why i kneel yeah now if it's just coming from the top and it's saying you need to kneel do i then take the collective view of society and, and use that as the reason why because i wasn't told
0: specifically as a team are kneeling yeah yeah procedurally you need to understand what 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 was why is this directive being handed down, and why why are the Proteas as a team deciding to kneel? And I think I don't. It's it's not that the reason wasn't sound. Is just that because it just if wasn't you leave it up to interpretation,
1: yeah, if you leave it up to interpretation, the people that are watching are going to have the same the same opinions that are attributed to why Quentin wouldn't kneel were going to be attributed to the team kneeling You yeah. say, Oh, the South African team is racist. Oh, yeah. the South African team supports black lives matter. Whereas everybody has sort of come to the conclusion that we're kneeling, not for black lives matter, but we're kneeling against racism. racism. That black yeah. lives matter is an organization, but yeah. we're kneeling against um, removing racism in sports. And if that's not clear, like nobody, nobody um, computes that. Nobody, nobody has any problem with that. Even these people that are against Black Lives Matter, if you say we are against racism in sport, point blank, that's a completely yeah. different meaning to say we support Black Lives Matter, because one is a movement and one is a a, a, a civil rights issue. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one is a movement started by people and has its own meaning attributed to it and has its own significance. And one is literally just a civil rights issue that you can't be racist in sport. And so if we don't articulate that to the outside world then we just kneel, right? And and, and this is where a Quentin's coming from to say, I don't know why specifically I'm kneeling because they, those all those reasons can be applied to kneeling right yeah. now. If you're not specific about your kneeling, All those things can be attributed. So the people that are sitting and saying, oh, um, I kneel for no man, right? Yeah. As a Christian person as well, Quinny could have looked at it from that perspective because it wasn't explained to him, Mm. right? To say, I'm kneeling for the CSA. The CSA told me to kneel. And now here I am, not knowing why, but I'm kneeling because they told me to do it. Yeah. And
0: right i'm just thinking he could about turn it turn well and but...
1: the, the rhino guys can say
0: yeah oh, go ahead no i was i was just thinking about it as well and, and thinking that it's it's a, it's not a it's it's unrealistic to to it's procedurally um, nonsensical to 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 instruct a group of national representatives to do something without a, a, a reason or a cause for it. Right. So I think the other guys just went, listen, we got a game to play guys. we got to do this. Quinton ha- felt um, had a strong um, opinion about it and, and felt strongly about it. And clearly he's just one of those guys like, no, you're not going to tell me what to do. You're just not. It is what it is. Um, and you can explain it to me, that's fine. We can have that conversation. But I think you're absolutely right in that it had to be an explanation around why is the team doing it. Yeah,
1: and it, it, and the thing is that it happens everywhere, right? I mean, where in the world do you, do, do you work in the corporate space where things are, you're just told what to do? Everybody gets context. Everybody is afforded an explanation for why they're being told what to do. At yeah. some level, you need to at least explain to me, where, especially if you're going to ask me to kneel in front of the world. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I need to be able to justify why I'm kneeling. I need to be able to articulate myself. Right now, I don't know why I'm doing something. And I think that that is the slippery slope that fosters um, environments like apartheid that you just go with what the state is saying and you're not asking why. Yeah. And so the attitude of, um, of Quentin is what should be embodied by all South Africans, is that we should always ask why. It's not yeah. that you have a problem with the why, but you don't know the why to even have a problem with it. Yeah. So his whole yeah. thing was, it's not even that he has a problem with it, it's that he doesn't know what it is.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, you spoke about leadership last week, right? And when I saw that statement come out, I was like, ah, spectacular. Like, Cricket South Africa is notorious for bad leadership, like, notorious. Even though apparently now Graham Smith has gotten yeah. a, a 1.4 million rand bump in his salary, right? Like, they're notorious for, for bad leadership. How did that even happen, right? Bro. <laughs> it's it's insane like, in the so, midst
1: of all of this bad leadership yeah you're getting a pay rise
0: bro. it's it's like it's it's one of those things where where when it when the, when Quinton's statement came out and then Cricket South Africa subsequently then um uh substantiated or agreed with it and said yes we didn't talk to the guys yes we do the first thing I thought was, thank goodness you didn't allow Cricket South Africa to make the statement on your behalf, All right? Thank goodness we, we read your statement from you. Yeah. And then Cricket South Africa said whatever it is they said after that. That was, that was top draw from him um, and his team. Um, it's just, what was your take on, on what's your take on the, the leadership around how things happen? Um, during this World Cup?
1: Um, There's a clear indication that um, how this was handled is a reflection on how leadership felt and not necessarily how the players feel. Mm. Because the 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 unwillingness of leadership to take the time to speak to CSA, like, because you get a directive. Yeah. Right. As a leader, you go, okay, CSA, I need you to explain this to me better. All right, CSA actually wasn't the ones that were supposed to come and explain to the team because CSA are paying somebody to be in charge of this team. Yes. So now I got to come go. from CSA and I got a good <laughs> guy that we're paying. Step aside so I can talk to the guys we're paying you to deal with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Makes no CSA sense. CSA sent a directive down. Yeah. I mean, if you're at your company, you don't expect the CEO to keep coming down to tell you guys on the floor, right? For guys, for instance, if a guy works at a call center or whatever, you don't expect CEO to come down and say, hey, listen, we're changing this and this and this. Right. Yeah. And CEO's job is not, his job is not to explain to you why the decision is made. His job is to make sure that your manager understands what the directive is and why the directive is there. And then yeah. your manager's job is to get it down to you and to get you to understand why it's there. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's the leadership's job to go down to the team and say, Hey guys, this is what's happening. This is why it's happening. I've spoken to CSA. This is, it's, it should never be a directive coming from the top guys on the ground. It should go from the team. The coach then comes out or the team manager comes out and goes, hey, guys, this is what we, we're doing as a team. You can chat about it, You can do whatever. But it's coming from the bosses, right? And everybody yeah. that has a job understands that. Yeah. Why are we treating these guys as if they're not at work and yeah. that there's no chain of
0: command? Yeah. So you're and saying and I it, understand it's that we always critical
1: tea. of CSA.
0: So you're saying it's Badger and his team. Yeah. It's indicative of how they of delivered CSA, that message.
1: You know what? Exactly, because I've never heard anybody say CSA doesn't pay me on time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I've
1: never heard that we didn't receive what we were meant to receive that CSA promised us. So, as, as the bosses, CSA seems to be providing the facilities. I've never heard complain that they don't have the right facilities. They're traveling in substandard conditions. Yeah. Like they are taking care of financially, right? Yeah. And so they then go out and pick a leader to say, You are in charge of this team. It is not their job to keep speaking to the team now. Yeah. It's their job to let the guy who's in, who they're paying to be in charge to go. Hey, man, this is what we want from your team. You need to smooth it over with your team.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, dude. In any work environment, and the boys it. have
1: dropped the ball.
0: Mm. Mm. I, I, yeah, and that's the thing I was thinking. It's it's one of those things that you hear. 10, 15 years down the line, once the guys are retired and they're not really that um they're not really in the system like that, where we actually gotta hear how that message was delivered, right? How Boucher and his team came into the change room, how they said, guys, this is a directive, we've just received this, this is what we need to do. Because I've I've worked for some fairly decent um I've worked with some fairly decent managers along the way. Some not so great, some good, and the really good ones um, take the time to to have you understand why this is happening. Right? It's a clear. It, it, it's made clear that this is this is something that needs to get done. So from the jump, this is not something we're getting around. Okay? It's been it's been approved by Exco. Yeah. Um, the board has approved it. This is, this is part of our strategic plan. My job as your manager is to get you on board. right? So let me lay it out for you. This is what's happening. This is what needs to get done. This is why we're doing it. right? Once we do that, what are your concerns? Specifically with this issue that we're talking about right now. If you voice your concerns, that's what it is. This is a, and the, only, the, the bad managers that I've come across... Um, project their feeling around the directive that's been handed down to the staff. Right. So yes, this is something that has to get done. No, no choice about it. Um, But I, as a manager, don't feel like we should be doing this. I think it's just not going to work. Right. So how I deliver it to you is listen, we got to take a knee. We just received this guys. Really. It's up to you what you want to do right? That, that's how I'm doing it because I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't agree with this kind of thing. That's 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 what a, a bad manager does when he comes to you. Instead of saying, guys, this is what needs to be done. Um, it's a directive that's come down. We're taking a knee against, um, against racism in the sport. It's something that needs to be eradicated. And, I, and personally, I also think it's a good thing that we project that and we stand together as we... Um, we kneel together as we take a stand against racism. That's our purpose for this team. I'm telling you, Quentin would have said, ah, cool, I get it. Let's do it. Let's go. It would have been a non-event. But what you're saying is absolutely critical in the fact that it is, it is actually a portrayal of what, the, the, what Boucher and his, and his management team, how they projected and they, and they delivered that message coming in from CSA. Which is a sore indictment on their leadership skills. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's a poor effort, man. And because, I, 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 and I'll use what he's passionate about, right? FCSA gave a directive that um, we're bowing or, or we're kneeling to um, save the rhino. Why do I have a feeling that Boucher could have articulated the 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 need for that yeah. to his team? I mean, why are we seeing Temba Bavuma at the forefront of this conversation?
0: Mm. Mm. It's been him.
1: You, you know, why, him. why have we not heard from Boucher to say? You know what I mean? Like, how is the yeah. coach not speaking? Why is the captain having to have this conversation on a public forum? Whereas the captain's critique has always lied within his um, decisions during the game. Yeah. So we've always held the coaches accountable for things that are happening in the changing room.
0: Yeah,
1: But yeah. in this case, it's almost as if there is no coach. Like, there's no lead. Like, Timber's the guy in charge. Because we haven't... If nobody else has spoken, it means Timber's the guy. We're saying Timber's the guy in charge. Timber's the guy that had to deliver the message to the team. Why hasn't that guy spoken? If the problem was that Quinton didn't understand the message, then the guy who's tasked to deliver the message, he needs to speak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, it's actually so unless CSA making, is
1: um, sending Bevuma emails, <laughs> then it's the guy who CSA called. CSA didn't call the team, right? And yeah. on loudspeaker, it wasn't that that archaic, where yeah. it was like five minutes before, but they on loudspeaker, and someone is like, "Oh, you guys need to take a bow." All right, thanks, cheers, bye. That was that's not how it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a directive given down. The problem is that the person who was given that directive needs to stand accountable. Yeah. Temba received at the same time that the rest of the team received. Yeah. Yeah. But he even he's the guy himself. having to speak. And we get it. He has to stand up for his team. Hmm. But it's the coach's job to protect the team. The image of the team. Everything that ha- Temba's Job was to look out for his players. Yeah. The coach's job is to protect the team as a whole, the brand that is South African cricket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it was it's and right a...
1: now SA cricket doesn't have a leader.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because you can our not spoken. Like, so
1: who's our leader?
0: It was almost yeah, like um, it was almost like um Boucher had left timber out to dry, right? It almost, it almost seemed like, um, fine, you guys want to go this route, you side with this route, then you speak. I'm not going to talk about something I don't believe in kind of thing. Because in what world, like you say, does a captain of a side mm. speak to the change room dynamics of a team, right? Outside of how is someone feeling and how did that affect them um, playing today? Kind of thing, right? Outside of that, what happens with cricket South Africa? What happens with um, things in the change room or uh, any rumors that are coming out of the change room? That that is 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 a is a is a coach's job. He comes out and says, "I'm in charge of the morale. I'm in charge of the team. I'm in charge of the the coaching staff and and how the team is feeling and how they're going." It's almost as if Boucher wants to take it wants to take credit for. Um, the team's performance and what's going on and just wants to stay away from having to deal with the hot and heavy topics. This guy hasn't said anything, bro, about any of the stuff that's come out, anything about the team, anything Where's Russi when,
1: Rusty- the- when you need him? Ne?
0: Where's Russi Man? Man. Do you talk about Domingo, Bro,
1: Brown ass man. Yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Rossi Rasmus. Look what he did with oh, the Springbok oh, during man. that World
0: Cup campaign. You just remarked, dude, where's Rossi when you need him, bro? Like That's the difference. Leadership, that's, when, that's
1: leadership. Yeah, That's a great, actually, example. That's leadership. How Rossi handled that, because they had the same turmoil. They had the yeah. same controversy at a World Cup where the whole um, uh, Mapimpi saga yeah. and yep. Uh, the guys celebrating and they, um, they, that whole uh, racist uh, issue that, no, the guys aren't working together. There's no camaraderie, all that stuff.
0: Oh, that, yes, um, when the guys came to celebrate. And it just turns and... out
1: that there was uh, they had their own farm squad. Yes. Yes. So everybody in sports understood it. Now we get it because it's like, you know, in every sports team, there's also guys that are tossed to do certain things, especially in a rugby team. So those mm-hmm. guys build their own sort of, hey, man, when we come in, it gets real, you know? Yeah. And as a sports person, you appreciate those guys because you yeah, know yeah. that they've built an energy throughout camp that they know. That's the bomb squad. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. you give them that space to do that. And that's why Mapimbi um, walked away because he was like, ah, bomb squad. You know guys, how bro. these guys are. <laughs> but... Exact, but it wasn't white or black, it was the bomb squad. Yeah. You know, the same way the FBI got beef at the CIA, but not beef, but you know, they're both law enforcement, but hey man, that that that's a special squad. And when they come in, they do damage. Yeah. So you don't want to ruin their camaraderie by trying to insert yourself as a sports person. You're like, nah, give them their space, let them shine, let yeah. them keep kicking ass on the field for us. Yeah. Um yeah. all get it but how they handle that and how they kept pushing yeah it's like in
0: american football where it's you know defensive line and the offensive line they they like they're the same team but they all have their own thing they some they often meet separately they often practice separately and then at the end of the day kind of thing they come together and play as a unit but absolutely yeah anyway karen yeah
1: Yeah, so at at that level, man, that is the difference in leadership. You you see it shine through where one leader hasn't said anything and another leader took charge and said, this is the team. This is what we're doing. This is who we are. You need the leader to come forth and defend the team as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yes, the players were defending each other, but the person that brings that all to is the coach. Coach. The person yeah. that confirms, what of, Vela, these guys do get along, Vela, we are all on the same page, is the coach. And if the coach doesn't come out and, and, and present a stance of unity throughout the team, there is nothing the captain can say that can make us believe that the team gets along. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. There's no there's there's, there's no excuse Because that's a guy in charge, silence. though.
1: Yeah, that's the guy in charge of it. It's like it's like um even at work, if the manager doesn't say we're all good here, guys, you can't expect the people on the floor to solve the, to to present a a stance of unity to the outside world because yeah. they are not the people appointed to communicate with the outside world. Yeah. We appointed that guy to lead that team. So if that guy doesn't come back to us and say everything's good, why, how are we supposed to think that everything is good if yeah. the guy who's in charge hasn't said, okay, guys, nah, we're all good here?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're focused. We're on track. We're doing whatever it is we need to do. All of this is a distraction. And then you leave Timber out to, ha- to drive, bro. Yeah. Like, literally, you're like, yo, you handle that shit. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. Essentially, because he's silenced. There's no excuse for it. You know silence. what? He doesn't
1: want to get on that mic because he knows he does. He has no self-control. He knows if he gets on that mic, he's going to say some foul shit. He cannot predict that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, poor leadership we know how all around, sound. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Um, poor leadership all around, man. I think there's there's definitely opportunity... Um, for Cricket South Africa to take a hard look at this leadership team um, within the pro tiers. Uh, yeah, man, besides from a, from a coaching perspective, um, I think we got a, a very clear look of um, Boucher's ability to lead um, and to step up in critical moments. And I think that moment right there was really a poor one um for him on the scorecard if i'm honest i i don't see how i don't see how you keep him as as the coach or 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 anything like that cuz essentially the buck stops with him um anyhow man i think uh, i think one kudos to you you were spot on last week Around the analysis um, before we heard Quentin and, and how he felt about everything, I think you, great, you created some very good insight um, uh, for for the viewers and for the channel itself. Um, I think if we move if we move on, we got about five minutes left. Um, just a roundup of some of the games. Um, everybody should understand that uh, Matrix are writing exams now. All the senior guys are gone. Um, they've moved on. Batons have been handed over. Uh, 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 school SRCs and leadership and prefects have already been selected and people have shaken hands and the old guard has moved on. So the games that are being played now by the high schools um, are essentially a highlight or, or, a, or a highlight reel of what their senior team is gonna look like next year. So we've got a lot of under sixteens and the seventeens in there. Um some under yeah under 16s and the sixteens and seventeens that are coming into the side. Um we had a chat with um, coach Oz from Dale College. He was talking quite a bit about um how the the boys are, are sort of yet to mature and, and he's and he's working to get them there. They've got another tournament in January um that they're gonna that they'll be going to, I just can't remember what the name of the tournament was, but they'll be going there. um, And and he thinks by then the boys should be relatively ready to take on the new year and the new season um, as senior players in in their first teams. We had a chat to St. John's um, coach, um, coach Adrian Norris. He was talking about uh, uh, some of his players. They got picked to go to provincial trials um, they're still just waiting for those results to see who's going to be picked uh provincially for the for the for the provincial side. Um so essentially the senior players have moved on, right? Um we've got and you can see it in the scores, we have got some low scores. We had St. David's first team play against St. Stythians. Um St. David's batted first. They scored 115 all out in 47 overs. Um talk about a slow run rate. <laughs> um so they've 115 all out in 47 yeah. overs. Um, since Stythians won that game in 18 overs, um, we had our our boy, as usual, Ruben de Toy, come through, score 38, um, and uh, DM Khwisen and Richard Selassie took it home with a score of 36 and 40. Um, Kuenamapaka didn't play because he was busy with the under-19s. He was playing against SWD. Um, uh, I think training and getting ready for, for the Cricket World Cup last next year. What do you think about the uh, SA under 19 setup, man? They, uh, I think they've really tried really hard to get these boys prepped there.
1: Yeah, it seems as if there's a there's a there's a consorted effort to try and do things better mm. um in terms of preparing the boys, giving them the the runway to get games in. I mean um under nineteen games we usually never played around this time. Um yeah. so it might just be because of the World Cup that they've bumped up the the schedule a little bit. But yeah, man, I think it's I think it's good to to get these boys um, some proper game time before actually getting to the World Cup. Um, I don't know, has the final squad been
0: announced yet? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I think they're going to do Coke Week and then have a look at the uh, one or two guys that would come into this, this side um, and, then, and then take it from there. They'll probably have a few other games in January, Jan and Feb just to finalize the side. And then, and then we'll probably get an announcement then. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they played well. They had, they've been playing. They played the in the CSA T Twenty tournament with the Lions and Titans and with, uh, with some province and all those guys, senior guys, uh, franchise guys, um, and and they they did decently well. They they lost all their games, but they fought, right? What what is interesting to see though is that they played SWD. They played two games this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost the first one. So SA under nineteen won the toss and elected to field. Um, SWD scored two hundred ninety two in fifty overs, um, no hundreds there. And then to um, uh, so say SA under uh, nineteen chased. Tried to chase a score down. They were bowled out for 258, which I think is a decent score. Um, uh, with Gwena, I'll tell you now, decent bowling performance from Gwena. Gwena opened the bowling with Uppy as usual. Um, bowled his 10 overs and took four wickets for 52 at an economy rate of 5.2. Right? Fino. Fino. Um, that was the second lowest. Um, uh, economy rate. Uh, he's with, he's uh, getting his ten overs now. He got his ten overs, bro. Finally got his ten overs. Finally got his ten overs, and you can see when he gets it. Took a five I mean, took four wickets. Um, went for fifty-two. The 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 lowest economy was um Asakezaga. He's the spinner. The offie. Fantastic young bowler. Um. He bowled his 10, went for, at, at an economy of 4.7. Um, and Gwena was the second lowest at 5.2, bowling at the top with a few Nyanda. So I think some, some good talents there. Um, Sounds like a turning flat deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, it was. Um, uh, Asaka's Asanke, bowled really well. Um, he didn't take any wickets, but I think he he kept that run rate down. Um, however, I think as a positive for for SA Under 19 is that they then played them again. They won the toss and elected to bat first this time. SA Under 19 scored 308 for 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 ten, so they got bowled out for 308 um, with four overs to spare. Uh, so maybe. It would, be, it would have been great for them to bat. They fall. They fall fifty out, um, and they but they bowled the they bowled the SWD out for two hundred and forty nine. So they won that game, um, which I think was which is a positive. quena um, didn't open. He bowled first change. He only bowled six overs. Um, didn't take any wickets for twenty seven runs at a run rate of four point five. Um, uh, young. Uh, Asake opened the um, Asake taka They opened with the spinner. Um, he bowled eight and a half overs, took three wickets uh, for thirty-three runs at an economy of three point seven four, which is fantastic. I think the young spin is really good. Um, yeah. So it seems like the the yeah, captain tried to figures. spread the overs. Tried to to spread the overs around. It seems like um, SN19 has settled in on George Van Heerden as the captain because he's captain the sides throughout. Um, and I think he might, have, he might be listening um, to, to how we told him because even though uh, Gwen only bowled six overs this time around, um, you can see he was trying to, to find the wickets right? So he spurred, he bowled seven bowlers that game. Um, he gave, gave Jade Smith, a, a ball, um, and he's a batsman. He gave Deval Brevis a ball. Um, so yeah, I think he, he listened out a little bit. Um, Again, I think one mention that we do need to mention is Ethan Cunningham. He's absolutely fantastic. He's a top order batsman, opened the ball, opens the batting for crickets for SA under 19. Um, he scored 115 in this 308 uh run score. Um, and and I think he's he's doing fantastic, man. They're playing against grown men here. We have to remember that. Um so I think there, there's some really good performances. When I, every, the more we're following um, and looking at this win by, under-19, by winning this game by 59 runs, it, it, it's adding some fire to say, I think we may have a shot next year in that, in that uh, under-19 World Cup. Man. I think we, we may have a shot. We've got some talented players here. If they play the right starting eleven. Um, and they they ball them right, and they get their combinations right, I think South Africa has a shout.
1: Yeah, look, it definitely sounds like there's there's already some key players um, mm. that we can build a side around. I mean, right now, we know that um, Ethan should be there. Uh, we know Gwena should be there. Um, There's another batsman that was that's been doing well. Uh uh Jade Smith recently does Um, the Cappy from.
0: Oh, you mean you mean the skipper uh, from tournament now? Gaspert. Gaspert from Yeah, so uh, uh, His name is Gaspert. Yes, sir. From uh yeah. Yeah, no. Captain no, no, no. The, Is the, he the, in the, the guy from side, nah. No, no, he's not in the 19th side. Um, the captain from from Varticle... But you know who I'm talking about. Yes, I know, I know who you're talking about. Definitely. 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 I'll actually, while we're talking now, I'll I'll look for um I'll look for his name because he he deserves a mention, bro. <laughs> we can't just leave it at at that um... uh, boys
1: the boy's got three, four hundreds already this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's abs- he's phenomenal, bro. He's led his team to multiple victories.
1: Yeah. Most cases. He's taken the ball on. Yeah, man. I mean, he's definitely. Somebody that should be looked at heavily in terms of getting into that under nineteen side, Um, yeah. And then there's a there's a guy from Saint
0: I Think he's the that is that Ethan? Uh, No, it's not Ethan. Uh, Ruben de Toy. We had Ruben, Um, but Ruben's still a youngster. Ruben's still a youngster. It's, so, so, St. Stylian's actually switched out their players quite early. So, Ruben Dutoy, Kai Pile, Richard Salazuane, these boys are all like that 16, 17 year olds coming into that first team. So, they hammered some of these first team guys, Matric guys, with, with some juniors. I
1: think mean, that's the end And then the, the next World Cup, the next under 19 World Cup it's gonna be fire bro it's gonna be it's gonna be fire it's gonna be fire that's the one we're building because this first crop we we just found we just found these boys now that's the crop we're growing with that's gonna be Gwenamapaga, like you say um all these youngsters that are now already playing first team cricket
0: yeah 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 that's that's yeah, no, these are the guys that we're growing with. These are the boys that we're going to be profiling and talking about. Um, and they definitely can't, um, uh, So say they, they won't fall to the wayside, bro. These are our boys. Uh, Hardest Kutia. Hardest Kutia, that's his name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hardus. Yeah. His name is Hardus. we I'm going to fight for you, bud.
1: Yeah, Hardest has to get in, you, bro.
0: But... He has to get in. We've been looking at scores around the country. Hardest can
1: play, man. Hardest can yeah. play, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hardest Ketir He's
1: arguably the best performing batsman. He's at least in the top three best performing batsman this year.
0: Yeah, around the country for sure. For sure. For sure. He's actually really good, man.
1: He sounds like a scrappy guy. Yeah. Sounds like a scrappy guy that can that when the chips are down, that's the kind of guy you want to take to a World Cup. A, a guy that when the <laughs> chips are down, you know he's the type of player to grab the ball himself. He's yeah. the type of guy to stick in there with number 8, 9, and 10 and keep piling on some runs. He's
0: just that type of player. That's who he is that's who he is he's He's gonna take the bull by the horns man um he won't he won't let you you're not gonna lose without him having scored like a fifty or an eighty or whatever um to to get you as close as you can um he's just one of those guys man yeah
1: out won't let you go down without a fight
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So yeah. Yeah, man. I think we need to start um flooding under nineteen uh platforms with um hard hardest content.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, we're sleeping it's on worth it. It. We
1: need to reach out. We need to actually reach out to hardest to get an interview with him, find out what's happening, get his side of the story, why he hasn't
0: been looked at for the under nineteenth side yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um, that's that's that that that's on our on our on our mission board for sure. Um, I think there are a few key players that are that are out there that, that have performed exceptionally well um, and need to get a mention. Hardis is definitely one of them. Um, Gwen is definitely one of them. He's got some time at least under his belt to go. Um, and we've got uh, we've got. Yeah, Josh Elliott, um, who's good. He's also a young player, um, and a few other guys that we can that we can that we can put up. And I think this is actually round about the time that we start to profile young players, right? Um, start we're gonna move slightly away from indivi- uh, slightly away from schools, and talk um, individual players profiles, what they're doing, how they've done, what their track record looks like. Um, yeah, and then and then take it from there, man. We are out of time. We have to to wrap it up. Fantastic episode. It really felt like it just flew by, man. Um, I had a really good time with you today.
1: Yeah, man, it was a good one. Um, I think we we covered some some key issues that don't only just apply to national cricket but apply to um, leadership in general and um how coaches can better communicate even with your local teams and getting guys on the same page and things like that so yeah man it was uh, it was a good episode
0: definitely man this is episode 10 of the groundsman this is a milestone for us thank you so much for for traveling with us thank you guys so much for subscribing and listening into our content we really do appreciate your support um uh, let's get more guys coming on. Let's get a let's get the nation and our community supporting these kids um, that are trying to make a career out of this thing so that they get a fair shot at the game that we love and the game that they so love so much. So congratulations, T. Um, we on episode 10. I am pumped. I'm stoked. Um, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Any last words, T, before we go?
1: All oh, right, man been a good one um 10 episodes we'll see you guys on the 20th one and um like we said from the beginning man we're gonna literally keep doing this week in week out because this is this is what groundsmen do
0: definitely definitely guys thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you join us next week for episode 11 of the groundsman from the groundsman see you next week all right, everybody, welcome to the grounds, man. That top order just demolished me. <laughs> so normally what that structure looks like is like this. And honestly, that's part of why the groundsman are here as well, so that you don't have to wait for coke week in order to see
1: who's who and what's right. What.